0: hey y'all it's Mackenzie, and i'm back at show with episode 13 of just Mackenzie things and today is my first day of fall break and it hasn't been very breaky so far um i had to take a test this morning for my teacher certification and then i went shopping and now i'm laying in bed chilling with my new victoria's secret pink sweatsuit um so i'm happy about my new sweatsuit <laughs> And I'm happy to be laying in bed because I'm very sleepy. Um, Because when I go on break, I still feel like I'm waking up for school. Um, And so I wake up early. Uh, As you will notice, too, on this podcast, usually when I post a podcast, I'll be saying something like, oh, it's a hot summer day, and I post it in September. Well, that's because there's usually about a two-month discrepancy between when I record a podcast and when I actually post it because I normally pre record my content. So I just have um, content ready to be put out. So it's always about two months behind. But what you'll notice is this week's podcast is different. And I'm actually recording it and posting it the same week. But I really just felt the need to record on the specific topic this week and post it because it's pretty relevant to the time. And it won't really, or at least for me in my mind, be relevant um, in about two months if I recorded it now. And by the time the queue would come out with the podcast and would be relevant. So, today I am actually going to be talking about my grief story and my story of losing my boyfriend at the age of 23. Now, I've actually tried to record a podcast on this before. Oh my gosh, I thought somebody was just knocking on my door and I was like, "I'm not getting up." Um But when I did, I think I started crying halfway through because I really don't talk about it a lot. Um, I did obviously the first couple of months of when it happened, but I've kind of like tried to stuff it down um, and move on. But also at the same time, like when I talk about it, um, I'm reminded of the love that I felt and also the love that I firmly believe that my boyfriend Jake had for me as well. And When I do talk about it, like yes, it brings up a lot of sadness, but like it also brings up like a lot of happiness because I felt so in love being with him, and I'm not the type of woman used to feeling like I'm in love. Um, I'm pretty independent for the most part, so like being in love is kind of like a a foreign thing for me. Um, And so it, it really just what happened is like a story of like falling in love and then obviously tragedy, but. Um, this is my real life and this is what really happened. And for those who personally know me, know my story, but, um, for those who don't know me that well, I'm going to be telling you my story. And if you've ever had something, um, similar happen, or if you've walked through grief, um, you can definitely relate, uh, to what I'm going to be talking about today. So kind of to start off and kind of to preface the relationship, um, I had just graduated college and this was in 2020 so it was the COVID year and so I actually had to finish my schooling at home because I was kicked out of my college apartment as we all were at my university and I had to finish uh, college from my house because I moved home. I didn't go out and get a lease or anything. Um, I just told my parents I was moving back for the time being um so it was already kind of like a weird navigational change I was having to go through because um I went from being a college student and then like moving back home and then having no idea what was going on. So really the last thing on my mind at the time was meeting somebody, um getting a boyfriend, uh getting into a relationship. And I hadn't been in a relationship uh before I met Jake probably for like a year and a half. Um, Or even dated. Like I kind of went on this dating hiatus. And I was this like single, female, independent woman. That was kind of my vibe for a while. Um, And so I just wasn't dating. I really wasn't expecting anything to happen. So um, I meet Jake at Lake Eufaula. And that is where my family goes a lot. And we met there. And it's kind of funny because at first I actually was not romantically interested in him at all. Um, I grew up in the city and I kind of come from like the city environment. And Jake was very like country, um, backwoods, Eh, not (laughs) backwoods, that's not the best term to describe him. He was just very country, but I always wanted a country guy. And even in college, my senior year, I remember when we were traveling on the Palm bus, I would tell all of my uh, teammates, I was like, I want a country boy. And so then they would jokingly, I think I would like jokingly get on FarmersOnly.com because we'd be traveling like through Kansas and Nebraska. And they'd be like, well, Mackenzie, you can meet a farmer here or a country boy. So when I first met him, it was kind of like this culture shock. And I was like, "Uh." I'm not really into this cuz the first thing he said to me he was like and he had this cute little lisp he was like asking me if I wanted a keystone which was like a $5 beer and one I'm not that big of a drinker anyways but two you're going to offer me a $5 beer that tastes like pee like not about that and so I was not into him at first like I was like uh this I'll probably never see this guy again um But there was something about him that was just so funny to me. And so the same week we ended up, or he texted me. We were like texting all that week. And I was just kind of like, whatever, we were texting. And he wanted to take me fishing. And I actually really do like to fish. Like when I was younger, and um, I would always go to my family's farm, and I would fish out of their pond. Um, And so I was like, oh, I'll go. And I had my cute little palm shirt on and my hair was curled. I was so bougie. And we went fishing and he like took me around like his family's like pasture, I guess is the best word. And then when we were doing this, I was kind of like getting to know him a little bit better. And I was like, this guy's like pretty funny. Like he's a funny guy. And I could definitely tell like he had that country boy vibe and like he could fix stuff. He could do things. And I always wanted that in a guy. And so then I was like, oh, like, I actually kind of like him. Because, like, a week before, I was like, eh, I'm not interested. And then that same week, we were kind of, like, texting. Then we hung out that weekend. And I was like, oh, I like him. Like, I- I'd hang out with him again. So then hanging out with him again, it just turned into again and again and again. And just so many random things happened with Jake. Like, I wanted a jet ski. And I was telling Jake that like, I was actually in the process of buying a jet ski. Well, he literally took me out to like overholster to buy the jet ski and hauled it on the back of his truck, like two and a half weeks into us talking. And I was like, either this guy's really nice or he just likes me. I didn't know. I think it was a combination of both. Um, but we were hanging out a lot and I just wasn't sure. Cause like, I'd never known this guy like in a friend capacity but, like, by the way that his friends would at least say, like, he lived with this one guy and, like, he, that guy made it seem like, he like, no, Mackenzie, like, he's, he's into you. Because I just didn't know because, I mean, as a female and, like, especially getting into something new, like, you don't know if they're like that with everybody, if they're hanging out with somebody else. And so um, we were, like, going on dates all the time. He'd take me out to fish. He'd take me to his farm with his or not his farm but like his uncle had like these cows and so he'd be like well we're gonna go check on the cows and I'm like what so then we'd like get in the truck and he'd like be picking up these cows and we were just oh we would like swim at his uncle's pool and we were doing all these things and so that whole summer I was still a dance teacher full-time so like my days consisted of me hanging out with Jake Briggs like all throughout the day because he was a football coach and a teacher so he wasn't working throughout the day either at the time except he had football in the morning but we would hang out like all day long and then I'd go teach dance at night and I knew about like maybe a month and a half in like I knew that I was developing really strong feelings for him and I knew that I was falling for him and that sounds so like Uh, like, I'm falling for a guy, but, like, I don't fall for guys that easily, and so I knew that something was there because I just wasn't, like, really into that many guys at the time, and so when I was developing such strong feelings for him, like, I knew that I was falling in love with him, um, so, like, about a month, um, into us dating like going on dates like he asked me to be his girlfriend we were at this wedding and I think I was like I was pretty drunk I think like I drank this whole bottle of wine and I like did this dance to the Backstreet Boys or something like by myself because it was this country wedding and so everybody was two-stepping and like I two-stepped but then like nobody like danced normally but I'm a competitive dancer so, like, obviously, I did that. And then I just remember we go in because my hair was sweating so bad because I was dancing. So, i go in and I, like, blow my hair on this fan. And then he, like, asked me to be his girlfriend inside. And I was like, yes. Like, I was so excited because, like, I I really liked Jake. Like, I was like, he's so funny. He's honoring. Like, he was a little bit dingy. But I just liked him. There's something about him. There's something about the way he made me feel and not only how he made me feel but like how i always felt cared for around him like i felt like he was very attentive to me um like if i needed anything like he always wanted to make sure i was good like all the time and so i knew that like this guy really cared for me so um we had an amazing relationship like i was going through honestly a lot of personal stuff while we were dating um Because this was kind of the time where, like, I just graduated college. I wasn't sure of, like, what I wanted to do full-time. Because I thought that I wanted to be a full-time dance teacher. And that was when the studio I was at, like, this whole thing blew up at the studio. So, I left. And so, I basically left, like, my full source of income. All while I just developed this new relationship with him. And so, he kind of witnessed all that happen. Because I was, like, coming home from work crying And he was like, yeah, like, you need to leave. Not, like, leave him, but, like, the job. And um, then, like, a month later, I or not a month later, like, two months later, I started my dance program, like, in October. But then I was, like, still working, like, four or five jobs. And so it was just a lot was going on, like, personally. And, like, really the only thing that felt stable in my life at that point was my relationship with him. Like, it just felt so strong and it felt like with all the other stuff going on like with my job and graduating that like that was there that I had Jake and I knew that Jake loved me and I knew that Jake cared for me um so I don't want to go like more into like our relationship obviously if you can't tell by the way I'm talking like I have no complaints about it like I was very happy with him the whole time um as any couple does like we had like our tiffs sometimes but like 90% of the time like everything was pretty good um and yeah even though it was like we were only like six months in um it was still pretty good um I also think around the six month mark is where you can kind of see if something's becoming more serious or like if it's gonna fizzle out and um we did hit the six month mark around November like the beginning of November and I remember we were, we actually both had COVID. Um, I had COVID and I gave it to him. So he had to take off work for like a whole week, but we ended up like traveling the whole state. We weren't infecting people. So if you're one of those types of people that's like, you're infecting people, we weren't. We like went to my lake house, stayed there for like a day or two. And then we came back and then we went to his friend's place, like in Leedy, Oklahoma, like this really small town, but like he just wanted to like hunt or something and that was also like a really sweet trip because I just remember we were like out in this deer stand and we were like looking out over the sky and like he was like helping me hunt because like I my dad and brother always hunt but like I never like wanted to and so I was like I'll do it with Jake like I love Jake so I don't care and so we were like out hunting and it was just so beautiful and I just, in that moment, I was like, I love this man. Like, I was like, there's just something about being around Jake that just, like, makes me feel, like, so much at peace. And I just knew, like, I knew, or excuse me, I had known, like, probably two months before. But, like, in that moment, I was like, I really actually could see a future with this guy. And that was so exciting to me. Because, like, at the time, uh I just wasn't wanting that with the guy Um, or at least I didn't think that was going to be what was happening in my life um, at that moment in time. Um, So then when it was actually like unfolding before my eyes, I was like, wow, like my life could be with him. And like, I just was happy with the direction it was going. And I remember when we were driving home, it was like an hour and a half or it was a long drive and we were in his truck and he, um, he was saying something to me like about our future. Like he mentioned something like about Like, he wanted to marry me eventually. And he said something like, he was like, you know, I just really what I want for my life is like, I want you to be my wife and um, I want to coach football and I want to have my cows and I want to have some land and my cows. And that was the most Jake Briggs statement ever. Well, for one, him talking about the freaking cows and the football. But, like, in that moment when we were driving home, like, it really solidified to me that like we were both on the same page because in my mind I was like, I was like honestly I could kind of see myself marrying him, but then when he said that I was like, wow like this actually might happen. So like, it was definitely reaching that turning point of like this is kind of serious. Uh, so we definitely had hit that mark in our relationship, um, and then this is kind of where everything go south. Um so then on November twenty third, uh so like I've said in the podcast, Jake was a football coach. So he taught school and he was a coach. Um mostly a coach, so I don't really know how much teaching Jake actually did. But um so he was having to do these practices after school or I think it was Thanksgiving break and they were going to playoffs or something. And so he was at practice or like at film like all day long. So he wasn't leaving until like five or six o'clock at night. And so usually every time he would leave practice, he would always call me to see what's going on. And we'd usually hang out and then, um, repeat the next day and go to football and hang out after. Well, it was around like seven thirty, and I hadn't heard from him, which I just thought was extremely abnormal. And so I didn't want to freak out, but in my mind, I was making up these scenarios and I was like, what if he's seeing another girl? Like, what if something's happening? Like, What if he's going behind my back? And so I called his best friend who he lived with and I was like, hey, um, I haven't heard from Jake and I thought that he might be with you. And his friend was like, uh, well, I haven't heard from him either. And I thought he was just at dinner with you or something. Um, this is really concerning me. And I was like, uh, should I be worried? And he was like, I don't know, Mac. Like, let me call him again and like, let me go see where he's at. So I guess he tried to call him. He wouldn't answer. And then his best friend was like, I'm going to start going to look for him. So he coached at El Reno. So his friend like drove out to El Reno, was trying to find him, like went, even went to like the cops. And so I'm just at my house freaking out because I'm like, okay, okay. I was like, did something happen to him? Like I didn't know at the time because in my mind this is what I thought. I thought one either he was at the casino, which that sounds so funny, but like he did like to gamble. He had this like gambling problem honestly on his phone. And um or in my mind I did think that he might have gotten in a car accident um and that he was just at a hospital nearby like something had happened and, like, maybe he broke his arm or something, like, that he was in a hospital. Like, I did, in my mind, him getting in a car accident, like, did cross my mind, Um, and I didn't have his mom's number. I wasn't, like, extremely close with his mom, um, because, like, his mom lived in a different city, like, an hour and a half away, so, like, we were basically hanging out in the city all the time, and so I didn't get to see her a lot. Um, I met her, like, a couple times prior, Um, but I remember, I think, I somehow got his mom's number and I called her and I was like, hi. I was like, I don't know where Jake is and I just wanted to call you. And so then like we were all looking for him. And I remember my parents said something to me and they were like, if he's not or if he's out doing something and he's just not answering anybody's calls or texts, like you need to break up with him because this is really inconsiderate that um, everybody's looking for him. You're trying to call him. His best friend's trying to call him, his mom, and like he's not answering. And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I probably will, because this is ridiculous." Um, and then this, ooh, I'm, phew, I'm just really glad I can talk about it without, like, breaking down, um, because I used to not be able to. But basically, then it was around ten o'clock at night, and um, my or Jake's best friend messaged my mom. On Facebook and was like, Miss Fox, like, can you please give me a call? Or like, can I call you? And I'm sitting in my room on my bed. And my mom's standing in the hallway. And I just hear his best friend crying on the phone. And he says to my mom, oh, when I say this out loud, I can feel like I literally can see the moment. And like, I actually still feel the moment in my body, which is very scary. Um, But... I just remember hearing him say to my mom, he didn't make it. And he was crying on the phone. And my mom just looks at me and starts crying and like grabbed her mouth. And I heard what he said to her. Like I heard it. So I'm sitting on my bed and I, my body physically collapsed. So I'm sitting there and I just collapsed to the floor and I started screaming for like five minutes straight. Like I was screaming. And my dad like grabbed me. Not like grabbed me aggressively. Like he was just like trying to hold me. Because I was screaming. And my dad was just like crying. And he's like sis I'm so sorry. Like I can't believe this is happening. Like I cannot. I can't believe this is real. And I was just like screaming. Um, Then I was just literally in shock. For like at least five hours. Um, I was definitely numbing myself out on my phone. Um, oh, and I guess I didn't even say what happened. So he did get in a car accident and he passed away instantly. It happened probably five hours before I found out. Um, so for those five hours, I just wasn't aware, um, that it happened. Um, so after I found out, I was completely numbed out. I was numbing myself out on my phone. A couple of my friends came over to like console me and like just be there with me um and I just couldn't say anything I was just sitting there crying and like that's like a true testament to friendship too because I'm just sitting there I have no words to say to my friends and they're just sitting there while I'm crying um and so I don't know that was like the hardest thing because just like realizing (laughs) oh okay pulling myself together for the podcast just like realizing like what had happened because like I just felt like my future just like collapsed because in my mind like I had planned this future with him and like I loved Jake so much and like in our six months of being together like this was the first guy I ever truly looked at and thought like he could be the one and like even my family really saw this too like my dad made comments after he passed away and my dad was like I'm just devastated because, like, I actually thought he might be my son-in-law. Um, and so I just felt like my future was just, like, wiped from me. Like, I just thought it was gone. Um, and, like, I just was so mad at myself, too, because I was like, man, like, why did I fall in love? Like, if I just wasn't in love and, like, if none of this happened, like, I wouldn't have even known this guy and, like, for a long time, I tried to, like, justify that. But I was like, Mackenzie, like, you were meant to meet him and you were meant to fall in love with him. And, like, this, this just happened. Like, there's nothing you could have done to prevent this. Um, the weeks following were the worst um, because I was in such a low place. Like, the week after, there was so much that was happening. One, I just opened up a dance program the month before. And I just started it and I had to keep it going. And so we still had practices and everything. And I'm solely running this business and coaching it um, while, after he passed away. And so I'm having to run this dance program. Um, I'm still like working and uh, the funeral was the same week. And then after all of the events of kind of what happens when somebody passes away. And I mean, in addition to that, since he was a coach, the week after they still were playing in the playoffs and they did this whole uh, memorial for him at the game so I went from being at the game the week before and I was so happy for him because um, he really wanted to win a playoff game that was his first time ever as a coach winning or yeah winning one of the playoff games he I guess he never won one as a coach the week before they won the game and he was so happy and I just remember we were in the field and he hugged me and he kissed me or something and then we like went I don't remember what we did after but he was just so happy and I was so happy for him um because I knew he worked really hard for it and then a week later I'm sitting at the game watching the memorial for him and I was just trying to mentally process how that could be real how a week before I was standing next to him celebrating with him and then i was sitting there a week later um sitting at his memorial service at the same game at the same stadium um so the weeks after and the months after were awful i mean i could not function in day-to-day life probably for 6 months um i was doing my dance program i still taught pilates still taught dance and that was like really all i could do um i was still living with my parents Um, at the time that was when I started to want to become a teacher I was actually going through um, the emergency certification process because I didn't get my degree in teaching and when I saw that Jake could like teach too I was like well I want to teach and be a coach because I was coaching a junior high and so I was like well I want to teach school Um, so I had just gotten approved to start teaching school and there was absolutely no way my mental capacity I could have done that at the time um dealing with grief um grief is something that just sweeps you over entirely and I think being that young I guess it was really hard too because I didn't have like a lot of friends that could relate to that I mean really how can somebody relate to like losing their significant other at 23 um there's a lot of people that lose, like, family members, like, grandparents, but, like, to say that you lost your 25-year-old boyfriend at the time, um, not the most relatable, um, life experience, so it was very lonely, um, I went to a lot of counseling, um, honestly, my counselor was, like, my saving grace because she, like, came into my life, like, exactly when I needed her, um, and, like, just offered her services up for me, and, like, she's actually become, like, one of my dearest friends, um, so like the healing stage and the aftermath of it was like, what was the worst? Because I just didn't know how to ever move on from it. Um, so as of today, uh, it will be two years, um, this upcoming month, which is just mind blowing to me. It honestly feels like it's been five years. Um, the first year, was the longest it just felt like I would never get over it I just remember every day I said to my mom every single day I said mom will this ever get easier I don't understand I said will I ever not be sad and she didn't know what to say to me she was just like I don't know Mackenzie I don't know um and I guess to kind of update you on like where I am at today obviously making this podcast and talking about it makes me sad and like brings up a lot of like past memories um but like how am I in a day-to-day life I would say like I'm pretty good um I will always love Jake and Jake will always be like a chapter of my life that I'll never forget um but it's not something that like makes me sad every day and like if I do think about him um randomly throughout the day um I don't get sad about it, um, I would say the first six months, like, when I thought about him, it was, like, constant, like, ruminating thoughts, like, I thought about him, like, from the moment I woke up to, like, the moment I went to sleep, and I was just thinking about, like, what had happened every day, and so it was just, like, taking over my mind, um, it doesn't anymore, um, so, like, he pops into my mind, but it's not, like, when he does, it's not, like, this devastating thing, I break down and cry, because um, that's how it was the first couple months, um, and then, With dating ever since he's passed away, um, it's been like rough, but I wouldn't necessarily say because of like my life experience. I would say the first year I like tried to kind of date, but like I was still healing from losing him, so like he was always kind of like a topic of conversation because I just like tried to explain to these guys, I was like, listen, like I also had this happen, so I'm not fully over this, and so. Um, Really, I haven't dated majorly since he passed away. There was one guy I talked to, but we never... We were, like, in this long-term situationship. It was just this off-and-on thing. And then there's been other guys, like, I've gone on dates with. And we had these, like, short couple-week things that didn't turn into long-term. But, I mean, just to be quite honest, there has not been a guy since Jake that I have liked as much as Jake. So, it's just, for me, like, I... I know what I liked in Jake and I knew I was in love with him and so it's going to take a lot for me to be in love again um but I've also just changed a lot as a person since Jake has passed away um at the time I was 23 I had just graduated college I was still teaching dance I felt kind of like young adult and I definitely still am a young adult like I'm only 25 so I'm not like this like 30 year old. I don't know. I'm, I'm still young, but like two years ago I felt way more young than I am now. Um, cause like I still moved at home with my parents. I was like doing all these part time jobs. Um, I was very like youthful and I still am. People are always like, Mackenzie, you're so youthful. But, um, now like I work full time as a third grade teacher. So I did become a teacher, um, actually like a year and a half after he passed away. And the timing was perfect because, Like I said, just if I tried to become a teacher, like right after he passed away, like I couldn't have mentally withstood that. Um, But now I am a teacher, so I teach school full time. I'm a third grade teacher and I do live on my own and I pay my own bills. and I support myself. And so that level of independence has like helped me a lot. Um, I still own the dance program and the spray tan business. And like my family's good. Um, I'm taking care of myself. Um, The dating, like I said, is just kind of like, eh. I don't force anything to happen um but yeah i don't know so like grief is a crazy thing it's just really life altering and um when you have to go through it while you're younger um finding support is like often the most difficult thing uh when you're walking through that so if you are somebody that's walking through grief um i am a great person to talk to because i have been there before as well so feel free to reach out to me um on my actual podcast page or on my personal page Mackenzie m-a-k-e-n-z-i underscore fox but um yeah thank you so much for listening to my story um it takes a lot for me to talk about this and I know kind of talking on, about it on a public platform I don't know if that's like the best idea ever but I feel like that's the best way to like explain to people what happened and I don't really mind being vulnerable either in that aspect I just wouldn't sit in a group setting and be like okay everybody so here's my story because it's so long and that's why I guess for the first couple months one I was sad so I didn't want to talk about it and two like there's so much between Jake and I that like a lot of people don't know Um, I felt like we were like a pretty private couple um, which I thought was sweet too because like I just remember all of our memories we had together um but I don't even remember what I was saying but yeah if you are walking through grief um I'm your girl uh feel free to reach out thank you for letting me share my story thank you if you listen uh this long and made it all the way through I think it was like 30 minutes so good for you um and I hope you have a blessed rest of your day and I'll see you on the next episode of Just McKenzie Thanks